Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, the dog's butt is COVID-free. The one about the one-eyed nun and the four monkeys. Gozer, the lock picker. Dressed like a kinder egg. McGruff, the crime burger. Small, medium, or roundabout. 18 park places and 35 pounds later. Just okie, no dokie. Doing half the okie-dokie. Tourette's O'Reilly, road rager. She's not as methy as I expected. Box of Illuminati pizza. The McRover value meal. How are you? <laughs> I knew that was going to throw me. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Good morning. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. I love your voice. What's wrong with it? The Morning Stream. Bread goes in, toast comes out. You can't explain that. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. I am Scott Johnson, and that guy right there is Brian. A bit of good morning, Brian. Hoya, 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 Hoya. I'm Hoya. doing o- I'm doing okay, as my uncle would say. <laughs> I'm okay, he'd say. Never okay. say okay, he'd say okay. I'm okay, he'd say. That's, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, but no dokey. He no. wouldn't say dokey at the end of that, just okay. Nope, just okay. okay. That's which is, I think he was riffing on that and doing just half the okie dokey. Uh, mm-hmm. And it annoyed me. I remember it annoying me when I was like 16. I'm like, why does he do that? And he, <laughs> he just did it. And then, then he would lay, and then this is the same uncle that would immediately lean into a really dirty joke <clears throat> that he would tell me because he knew it would make me uncomfortable. And uh, he would say it out loud so everybody could hear it. And he'd go, ah, did you, did you hear the one about the one-eyed nun and the four monkeys? And I'd go, oh, Uncle Joel, what, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, it's a great one. And then he'd tell me this horrible joke. Uh-huh. And uh, I'd be embarrassed for the rest of the day. That was my whole relationship with Uncle Joel. That was the entire Excellent. Thing. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. And I want somebody to come up with the best punchline for a joke that begins, <laughs> did you hear the one about the one-eyed nun and the four monkeys? <laughs> there needs I... to be, there, so there's a punchline out there that's going to be perfect for this. I wish I had the rest of that joke, but I don't. I made oh, that it really up. was. It really was. A, no, no, no. I it was it was fake. I, I made it up. Like, I completely okay, made it yeah, up. Okay, good. That's what I was. That's, that's what I. <laughs> but I. But I have no good. I have no good add on. So somebody, yeah, somebody will come up with a, a good punchline. Yeah, you guys are all workshopping. Let's get that. Four done. monkeys walk into a bar. Bartender says, "Do you see the one-eyed nun over there in the corner?" Mm, yeah, that's how that joke goes. Monkeys don't say anything because they're monkeys. Yeah, they're monkeys. What are you uh, doing in this bar, monkeys? That's right. <laughs> and they said, "Eat, eat, ooh, ooh." End of joke. That's the end of the joke. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Uh, so here's the deal. We were talking pre-show, and Brian started rolling right into a great Ireland story. And then you were like, "Wait a minute, why am I not telling this on the air?" So now we're yeah. doing it on the air. So why don't you why don't you do the little setup here as a McDonald's sort of question or something happened? Yeah, like the that. question was because uh, Claire knows that. Well, a lot of the a lot of the tadpole knows that I kind of have a weakness for the the Monopoly game for McDonald's. It's it's definitely less 
lately because number one, it's a scam and I know it. It's, you know, you're never going to get Boardwalk. You're going to get 18 park places before you get Boardwalk and you're going to gain 35 pounds in the process. But um, did you see that documentary that I recommended a long time back? The one about the about the game and how rigged it was and all the the controversy. Oh, yeah. The one I think I recommended it to you guys. The Monopoly or uh, McMillions. Oh, maybe you said it. And then I watched. because I was the one who told you all about you're going to love Agent Doug. Oh, it yeah. Doug? That's it. Doug, you are the one that recommended it. Then I watched it and I love that documentary, but it made me realize that I never ever want to play that game again, ever. Right. Yeah. Like, even exactly. if they've cleaned it all up, it's like freaking F that, dude. You guys are all nuts. But anyway, sorry. sorry <laughs> but Agent Doug was the best. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Claire asked that and I started to say, yeah, I have a little confession to make, but it realized the confession about, about this really needs the setup behind it okay. all right so i'm going to take you all the way back to uh two or three days before we left for our trip when i did some scramble searching online at all the local walgreens to find two abbott laboratories self taking covid tests right okay. this is like uh 25 bucks you get a box that's got two covid tests in it you need to take them no closer together than 48 hours but for our flight we need them um 36 hours or or, or three i'm sorry 72 hours before our flight so we need to basically time it so that we take the last one within three days of the flight okay so and these are the nasal deals right these are the nasal deals and you basically uh just kind of give you an idea you stick the swab up your nose you put a few drops in this in this uh cardboard card in a little hole you take your swab you jam it through uh down one hole and up the other hole and there you're welcome jamie for that well is it his birthday today or what are we celebrating i know exactly this this one may have a bunch of stuff for you jamie so just enjoy it holy crap uh then you peel a little uh sticker off you fold the card over you wait 15 minutes and it looks like pregnancy test if there's a red line in the control and nothing in the sample, then that means you don't have COVID. If you have a red line in both, then you have COVID. Okay. And you don't hold it in your urine stream or any of that. You don't hold it in your urine stream or anything like that. All right, good. So, uh, uh, (laughs) so we bought these looking online and, and seeing things that say, yep, these antigen tests are approved for travel. Yeah. And you do them with the assistance of the Navica app. And you basically scan the code with your phone, you take the test, and then you report in the Navica app whether it was positive or negative. Right. That should be a red flag right there, mm. right? Mm. There's no there's no confirmation. Like, yeah. you're basically hitting a button in the app saying, yep, I don't have COVID, let me fly. Yeah, that's but weird. there's no verification or anything. Are they just really honest over there or something? That's the deal? Well... Uh-huh. Here's the deal with that. There are two kinds of Abbott Laboratories self-home tests for COVID. Mm. Uh, You do the same thing in both, but the second one, somehow you connect with a proxy who watches you do the entire test via a webcam and makes sure you're not just sticking it up the dog's butt and then putting it in the, (laughs) the, you know, the thing to to say, oh, no, uh, apparently you don't have COVID and neither does your St. Bernard. Right. Um, So... We didn't realize that until we did the second test and said, all right, how do we report this? How do we get an official thing? And then it says, oh, oh, sorry, you can't. Oh. So all of a sudden we're in Cork and we're like, oh, this is good. Well, we know 
we know that they've got COVID tests all over the place. We can go get one. Sure. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, we kind of even planned on it as a backup if we needed to. Sure. That makes sense. It makes so, sense that they would have a lot around there, so you shouldn't have trouble getting it. Yeah. And we've, we've got like a two-hour drive from Cork to back to Dublin, so we're figuring out, all right, well, there's a place at the airport that you can do it. And... Um, Oh, well, no, I take that back. There's a place at the Dublin Convention Center where you can do it. Uh, so, great. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So, we drive to the Dublin Convention Center, which is on the south side of Dublin. Yeah. And uh, they have a drive-through, and then they have another, you know, like a walk-in. We get up to the front. The guy says, ah, what are you here for? And, and, Brian, I mean, please, basically, tell me, please tell me you got this test while that Dublin Convention Center was holding Leprechaun. Tell me that was happening. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Here's uh, your complimentary pot of gold. Yeah, come on in. Now you've got to wear the wee hat. <laughs> Snacks are right over there. Would you like some blue diamonds or some purple horseshoes? <laughs> All right, sorry. I couldn't let that pass. Uh, anyway. Continue on. You were there. All right. So, uh, so he directs us over. We basically park the car. We walk over. We fill out. We show our IDs. We get a form. We're saying, yeah, we're, we're traveling. We need uh, the COVID tests. And they direct us into, like, it's like a mash setup right like a little mobile army surgical hospital setup where they've got sure. those those half circle round you know half cylinder bunkers that you go into with um folding chairs and a guy in a lab coat sure and tina says and and we'll get these results within 24 hours this is the quick test oh no you're here for the pcr test this is a 72 hour test or oh. 72 72 hour results oh. she's like uh we leave tomorrow this might be a little bit of a problem now, none of that was online about it being the PCR 72-hour deal sure. uh, when we got there. So we did all this driving to the convention center, winding around, waiting in line, all this. And then they say, no, but if you go to the airport, they've got the 30-minute the results uh, antigen test that is approved for travel. So you're good with that. Like, all right. So plugged in the new address on our phone, Dublin Airport, which is on the north side of Dublin. Uh, so we've got to go all the way around Dublin. We get up there again, wait in line, show our passports, um, show our boarding pass information, and they take us through and, and get our tests. Again, not a, not hugely stressful, but it's time that we would have liked to spend in in Dublin walking around and seeing the sights. Yeah. What it also meant was that our leaving in the morning from Cork after breakfast, it's now getting to be about two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. And we've decided we're having boxty for dinner because we hadn't had any boxty. Yeah. And that's like the last thing on our list of when we're in Ireland, we got to make sure to have some boxty. Uh, yeah, I would have thought that. We talked about it before. I would have thought that would have been an earlier in the trip deal, but uh, never got yeah, around to no, it. No, it's. We couldn't find a place that uh, that had it. We were looking, we were looking for some specific things. Tina never got her uh, shepherd's pie slash cottage pie. We were looking for there. That's a whole other story about trying to find that. But um, <laughs> I love uh, this checklist. It's amazing. So you did get your yes, boxy, exactly though, right. You were, so yeah. uh, so we go to the airport. We do the thing there. We're waiting in line, and it's getting to be about two o'clock, three o'clock. We've got our we've got our done our tests. We've got our flight the next day. Yeah. We'll get stuff in time, no problem. Yeah. But we're hungry, and it's like, well, we don't want a lot. We want just something to tide us over so that we'll be hungry when it comes to six o'clock dinner time. Mm. As we're leaving the airport, we see a McDonald's. We're like, should we just get should we just get like a cheeseburger 
just something to tide us over for for a few hours. You're like, yeah, okay, I won't tell if you won't. Yeah. Of course, I'm telling everybody right now. So we go through the uh, the drive through, and immediately the first thing I see is it's Monopoly time and McDonald's. Oh no. <laughs> So it's like, great. Okay, well, we're still just getting, we're getting like the the two cheeseburger meal. Here's something interesting about McDonald's. Mm. You know how everything French fries in Ireland is is chips. Yeah, it's all chips. But yeah. at McDonald's, still called fries. Oh, interesting. They so don't want to. Uh, mm, would you like yeah. an extra value meal with some chips? It's, yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, yeah, uh, like we thought when we went to the McDonald's in uh, China, I thought mm-hmm. it would be a. You know, just a regular old beef patty, but it was dog, and they just called it beef. <laughs> it's a it's a McRover. Is yeah, what McRover. It was yes. Yeah, McRuff yeah. is what they called it, which was kind of weird. Anyway, right. so you got in there, you got your burgers ordered, got our burgers burgers ordered, and sure enough, we did get uh, a Monopoly things because we did the the meal that's got two cheeseburgers, fries, and uh, and a drink, and we just you know ate a cheeseburger each, had a few fries, split the Coke Zero, yeah. uh, and sure enough, these things had. Um, Monopoly pieces on them and uh, we pulled one off and it said Dublin Airport I'm like Mm. well how do they know that we got this at the McDonald's at the Dublin Airport Yeah, and I really pondered this for a few minutes until I realized that Dublin Airport is like their equivalent of the railroads on the Monopoly America you know reading railroad being Mm. a railroad so we really just got Dublin, the Dublin Airport Monopoly piece. We just so happened to get it at the uh, at the McDonald's at the Dublin Airport. Yeah, and then we won a uh, free fries or something. It's like, well, not going to enjoy this, but uh, it's a nice souvenir. Yeah. Here we go. We've got sure. winning McDonald's piece from the uh, McDonald's. We're never going to go to. Uh, but that's cool to, to have. Again. That's a cool thing. I would have and that. That's great. Yeah. Because you know McDonald's. It's an Irish name, yeah. or it's maybe Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is Scottish, but yeah. Yeah, I think Scottish. Still, that's great. That's great. I anyway, love that. I would love so, that uh, kind of souvenir. It's like a weird crossovery, weird thing you're never going to cash in. Right. Um, yes, exactly. It'll probably last less time. It'll degrade before the actual fries will. <laughs> it will. Yeah. It will. Yeah. When we're putting together our photo album, uh, that'll our, our McDonald's piece will be in there. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you about a couple other things and I'll get to them really quick. Uh, first off, Hawaii. So I said that at the top of the show, I said, Oh, Hawaii. Yeah. That's, that is the standard greeting in Ireland. It's like, Oh, Hawaii. Oh, and like, you go into like a store. Hawaii. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's basically, how, how are you? But they say it, they put it together so quickly that sometimes it's just, Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, is, oh, <laughs> and Claire's saying, how are ye? Is it, is it meant to be ye? Right. Yeah. It's ye. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Ye. Yeah, almost sounds like they're saying Hawaii, yeah. but they're not. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Hawaii. All right, is it? Does it feel like a friendly? It's always a friendly gesture. It's a very right? friendly greeting. They really, you know, it's but it's not meant to be answered legitimately. You're not going to say, "Oh, you know, woke up with a little bit of a headache this morning." They don't care about that. It's really just Hawaii. Hi, oh. <laughs> go on about your business. You okay. say it back to them, and that's it. Because I'm hearing it sounds almost New York, but if I guess if I was there, I would I would hear. Yeah, Hawaii. 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 <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, that kind of That's thing. That's right. Now, let's get to the other story that I right. teased on Thursday during the call-in about getting flipped off. Oh, yeah. The one uh, negative human interaction you had. In the one negative human interaction. Yeah. So I told you about the roundabouts and how I how I dig the roundabouts, and I'd love to see more roundabouts here, yeah. uh, except for the ones that are like a personal pan pizza in the middle of an intersection. <laughs> um, but 
in one of these big ones that had a you know a grassy uh, mound in the middle of the street, yeah. um, in the middle of the intersection, um, you know, basically you'd get you'd you'd come to uh, this would be on the on the motorway, so you'd have two lanes, and painted on those two lanes you have a left arrow only which means that if you go in that lane you are forced to get off at the next um at the first of the exits on the roundabout if that makes sense yeah that makes sense. So like if you imagine a roundabout as a, a circle with with uh, a northeast west and south point coming off of them right. if you get in the left lane then and it's got that arrow that single arrow you're getting off at the first exit off of that roundabout right. the second lane the, the the right lane has a um a straight arrow and a right turn arrow yeah which mean that all right you get in this lane you can get off the first but mm. you have to do either the second or the third um third roundabout exit sure. makes sense makes perfect sense and sure. i love seeing those things right um th- th- during this part of the drive and i think it was between Belfast and um, and Sligo, mm. there was this BMW that was just hot on my butt, like totally tailgating me. I'm going the speed limit. I'm going maybe actually a few kilometers per hour over the speed limit, whatever. It's you know what I naturally do, mm-hmm. but but I'm certainly not going to speed. And I'm in the what would be the slow lane. I'm in the left lane. He can go around to the right and pass me. No big deal. But man, just like wanted to be on my butt. Yeah. So uh, finally, we get to this this roundabout, and somehow at this point he'd gotten beside me. He was in the left lane with the two. Oh yeah, because I went over into this, the, the the right lane because we were going to be going straight. He pulled up next to me in the left lane with the arrow. Okay, with just the single arrow. Gotcha. We start going around the roundabout. He doesn't get off at that first exit like he's supposed to because he's got that that single arrow yeah and he's a local local he should and he's know a local yeah assume he's a local yeah. uh so so he's like kind of crowd me now in the right lane and i've got to get off at the second uh exit of the roundabout yeah so i you know i kind of go i mean i basically just go like i'm supposed to go right, right. i go from that right lane then into the left lane and then into the um into the, uh, the the next uh, street, the next part of the motorway, he zips around me, and then rolls down his window, and I get this huge tattooed arm <laughs> <laughs> with giving me the Irish bird. Yeah. And uh, did he say anything? Uh, yell anything? Just- no, well, he he probably did, but we had our windows up. I mean, I had oh, we had man. our windows up. He had his down, obviously. Yeah. But he was like. We watched him for a while. He was he was a little road rager. He was doing that to every car he came to, oh. um, zipping up, do, tailgating him. Um, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, just some some guy. Maybe on, he uh, was known as Tourette's O'Reilly, and he just couldn't stop. Maybe, doing it. yeah, maybe. But that know. was the only the only negative interaction that we had with anybody there in Ireland was that's, just that's this, a pretty this one that's pretty bad. good. Like you that's know, that's a good batting average yeah. for for Ireland. Yeah, I would agree. Exactly, and probably prepared you nicely <laughs> to come home and go to a movie and have a weird lady jump up during the credits. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, all right. Guy who flipped you off, I hope you're all right and that you're having a decent exactly. day. Hey, I thought there'd be something you'd like to... Uh, oh, uh, by the way, so yeah. uh, the weirdest game of the year came out yesterday, and I don't mean the game itself. What I mean is a, <laughs> a game 
a game owned by Microsoft right. now. Uh, during, they, oh, right. they, they picked it up for the uh, the acquisition of Bethesda, which had already owned... Um, I forgot the name of the studio. Whatever it is. Uh, they already owned them. So Microsoft bought the whole thing for seven point whatever billion. And now they own the people that make, make Deathloop. Therefore, they own Deathloop. But Deathloop was originally announced as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Uh, it's on PC now, though. So you can get it on PC if you want. There you go. Uh, Arcane, there it is. Arcane, uh, okay. Is now out on the PlayStation 5 and getting rave reviews, 10 out of 10s in a lot of places. People really like yeah. it. It's now a timed exclusive, which means it's no longer a permanent exclusive. It'll end up being on Series S and X at some point. Which makes sense. Months. It should be. Yeah, It exactly. should be. But here's the funny thing. There's a, The weird thing that makes it weird is this is one of the best releases on PS5 this year. Uh-huh. And it's very likely that that developer's games, either a sequel to this or anything else, Will never be on that console again. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Deathloop two, uh, not allowed to be on PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, they might change their mind and do it. There may be a deal to make. I don't know. Right. Um, they've right. said that they they're going to pick and choose which things get multi platform. But it's just an odd thing. But the oddest thing of them all <laughs> is that Brian Ibbett bought a game, didn't let it yeah. sit, didn't let it sit on either a hard drive or a shelf. Actually right. played a game yesterday. Right. I don't even know what to say. came out. Like basically, uh, that's how much I've been looking forward to this thing. Is that when the like I pre I pre ordered it, I pre downloaded it so that at midnight I could play it. I didn't. I played it. You know, this morning. Sure. But um, played it for a good hour before the show, and uh, oh damn, it's fun. It is. It's. I'm really early on in it, of course, right? Like I've only. I've died and done the loop a couple times of like starting starting yeah, it's, over. It's live die repeat in game form, but you basically right. uh, what what I'm hearing about it is that they've they've just been ingenious about the puzzle because the puzzle at the end of the day is just like a level. It's like mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. big level, and you got to kill certain people, and you have to unravel all of the clues. This is perfect yes. for you, is what I'm saying. It's, it is. It's, it's totally. For you. This is right up my alley because I love yeah. those movies. I like Palm Springs and Groundhog Day and. Uh, um, live, die, repeat. That's a much better name than Edge of Tomorrow, I which sounds like a agree. soap opera. So agree. Oh my gosh, that was such a bad choice. And it such was. An awesome I think movie. if they would have called it Live, Die, Repeat, it would have done better at the box it office. It would have done great. That was the name of the book anyway. You may as well just have done it. And uh, mm-hmm. that's a great movie. If you've never seen it, you should see it. It also features one of the best Bill Paxton performances of his career. Mm, in my opinion. It does. Yeah, yeah, totally does. He's really good. And, uh, and and Emily Blunt. That's right. With that chin. The lovely and talented Emily Blunt and her chin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, speaking of her, <laughs> I saw her in that, uh, I saw her walking around that Met Gala thing yesterday with all those oh, yeah. other freak shows. I heard somebody say today, uh, the best description I heard of the Met Gala is the Met Gala is models trying to look weird and weirdos trying to look like models. <laughs> so the models that are there they're always models there and they all look they're all just yes. going for the weird and then all the actors and everybody who want to look cool on a on a runway are all trying to look weird right it's weird it's cosplay yeah for i have not looked i'm looking right now for the first time at any of these outfits they're and weird, really weird rihanna is standing with a guy who looks like he's just wearing a quilt yeah like he's got a quilt wrapped around him yeah her boyfriend guy whatever he is now he's he's just like in a quilt she looks kind of normal <laughs> there's a lady with a sword i forgot who that was uh <laughs> somebody's testicles were out um there was a oh Whoopi goldberg just wearing the color purple yeah, like gyna oh yeah way. what's this one what's it looks like uh 
she's like a kinder egg tiki lane i don't know who that is but she's dressed like a kinder egg <laughs> the best the best thread i saw on this and that's why the only thing i care about at all with this met gala thing and it's been two years so it's been a bit uh because they didn't do it for last year for covid but uh right. is the memes and there's this one thread by this celeste labed she's a um uh, uh, what do you call her? She is a she's a meteor, not meteorologist. What do you when you're in minerals? Mineral mineralologist? Oh, a geologist, Ge- seismologist, geologist? I guess, a geophysics PhD person, really smart. Gotcha. Okay. She did a whole thread of comparing everybody's outfit to an equivalent mineral, and it's <laughs> striking, striking huh. stuff. I'm going to really? share this with oh, you. I'll, I'll put it that. in the chat. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, here, Chad, I'll send this to you guys. Wow, Tessa Thompson, I mean, she looks great. She always I'm trying does. to figure out what this thing is. It's like she's she's wearing a, a harp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like a harp. It's that weird, yeah. it's almost like fleshy down at the bottom. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. And then it like turns into a rose at the bottom. So when you get a second, that oh thread is worth your time. Um, Excellent. You put it, there it is. I see yeah. it in chat. Okay, so it It's amazing. Like, it's, it's just an it's entire cool. Twitter thread. And she found here. I'll oh my it. god! No kidding. This first one, just Lucy Boynton. Yep. L L bait. Yeah, she's L bait. <laughs> uh, this lady here, who's this? Charlie X C X is a sulfur. Yeah. yeah, she stinks. I guess. Oh my god. Billy Porter, pyrite, whatever. Oh, I don't see his second image. Uh, there's another Laverne Cox is hematite. Uh, <laughs> like it's it's Hematite, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, and this these, is great. Oh my god, this uh, Sophia Sanchez Berenche agate. Yep. All right, this is this is where I'm going to check out the outfits from the uh, Met Gala. Yeah, this I'm is the only place on, any of this is going to matter. Yeah. yeah, and she's added a bunch because as of yesterday, none of these I've seen. I've seen about ten new ones already. So this is she's on it, man. Anyway, it's great. It's this wow. is how the stuff should be viewed. These hoity-toity walking around with their thumbs in the air, uh, weirdos having their weird right. cosplay moment, whatever they're all doing. Uh, it's fun to look at it through these eyes and not... It really is, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Did, did Nicki Minaj show up? Oh, I don't think she did, did she? I thought she did. With it. Wasn't there a thing? She... I thought her whole thing was that she... I think... So I, I, again, there was so many news stories about Nicki Minaj yesterday. I think, A, she has COVID is oh. one story. Oh. B, that she doesn't want to get the vaccine because it causes uh, testicles to enlarge. Oh. And I don't know... And, you know, it is, it's the media, like, completely twisting every possible thing she could say. But I think there's some truth, or there's some uh, real Nicki Minaj says in the in the base of all of this. What if she put her, wait, is there, if you inject it into your she, testicles. She truly is a triple threat, folks. She's, uh, <laughs> she's a rapper, she's a, uh, she's a patient zero, and she's a misinformer. She's Fantastic. just truly a triple threat. Fan- threat. She's an infector. Yeah, she's an infector. Not a divider, an infector. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, that's a hoot. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird. I just don't yeah. understand it. It's like it's like Dragon Con for rich people who are out of touch with society. It's how it goes. <laughs> that's a great description. Yeah, that's how it yeah. feels to me. But good luck, oh good, good luck to them, and uh, thank you to Lady What Dud the did the minerals because that cracked me. Yeah, up. I'm gonna enjoy that uh, thread later. I found today. a story while you were out of town that I wanted to share. It's short. Um, okay. I don't know why I like. I liked it because I put Edit Murphy. It's supposed. I to be was going to say you put Edit Murphy. <laughs> it's supposed to be Edit Murphy. Like, I can't. Type. It's like your autocorrect is set to Spagnolo or something. <laughs> why, why can't I spell Murphy? Wait, that's not right either. 
No, just take the just take the uh, the A out. Why do I want to put an A in there? What is my deal? Don't don't do it. There's yeah. no A in there. All right, well there you go. I found this video of Eddie Murphy just sharing a little story, and oh, good. he's kind of of our time, you know, growing up. Is it is it when he picked somebody up on Hollywood Boulevard? No, that story? No, not that one. Very different story <laughs> than that one. Um, here I'll play it for you. It's uh, it's pretty good, and it references a couple of uh, things in 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 eighties comedy that you and I will relate to. So. Uh, okay. Enjoy. I just thought you'd like this. Here you go. Years ago, I was doing played the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale. And I was uh, maybe 17, 18, maybe 18, 17 years old. And Rodney Dangerfield comes in. He bumps everybody. It's like Dangerfield is here. You can't. He's going. Dangerfield's going up. So and nobody wanted to follow him because it was Dangerfield. You know, he's got a. But I was really like full of myself back then. So I was like, Mr. Dangerfield, after the show, will you watch my set? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, sure, kid. So he goes up. And he says, Yeah, I get no respect. Uh, oh, hey, all that Dangerfield stuff. And the ceiling caves in with laughter. You know. Then I go up and I do my thing. And back then I was uh, really dirty and I did. You know, uh, edgy race, racial stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, this is 1980, so it's like this kid on stage doing edgy racial stuff, and so afterwards, Dangerfield sees me and he's like, "Hey, kid, I don't know where you're gonna go with that, you know, with the language and the race stuff, and uh, what are you gonna do? What do you need to do that now?" And I was crestfallen. Cut to two, three years later. Uh, I got on Saturday Night Live and had gotten really successful. And I was at Vegas in a in the bathroom at Caesar's Palace, and I was at the urinal, and I had a leather suit on, and it was all of that thought that period. You know, and Rodney Dangerfield comes to the urinal right next to me, and I look over, and he looks at me and says, "Hey, who knew?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that story so much, but I freaking love it. That's awesome. I wanted that the whole story to end with. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing about Eddie Murphy in his like later age. He's not yeah. laughing like that anymore. No, no, he's he's so subdued now. Yeah, yeah so that's a, that's a recent, must be a really recent interview. Yeah, right? it was like just barely like some month ago or something. But yeah, yeah I really like that story a lot. <laughs> hey, who knew? Hey, I just figured you'd appreciate it, given that those two guys were kind of part of our comedy childhood. You know, they was yeah, they were there, they were part of it. We were watching Beverly Hills Cop and uh, back to school, back, you know, one right after the other and mm-hmm. enjoying both. So May have been the same summer for all I remember. Could have been, yeah. Um, one final note before we get to some news today. Okay. Uh, Albert in Maryland, Maryland, wrote in. Mm-hmm. He is Mayor McCheese in the uh, chat room. He might be here today. Okay. I don't know if he is. All right. Uh, Mayor McCheese wrote in. And he said, <laughs> uh, regarding uh, Iron Maiden. He's, he put Ryan Maiden, but he means... Ryan Maiden, Maiden who's yeah. the director of uh, The Force Awakens, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, They're, I can't uh, wait the for The Last Jedi, uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. The Knives Out 2 uh, sequel is going to be real good from, <laughs> from Ryan Maiden. Anyway, uh, he says, Bruce Dickinson battled and survived tongue cancer. Oh, this is because I brought the band up while you were gone. I think it was with Garrett. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was talking about how, whoa, they got a new album? No way. It's, what's going on? And, and, and I could hear in Bruce yeah. Dickinson's voice a difference. Yeah, And so this is a follow-up on that. Bruce Dickinson battled and survived tongue cancer around 2015. Uh, although his voice isn't what it used to be, it's still incredible. Uh, you should also check out the song Tears of a Clown from their Book of Souls album. He wrote it in memory of Robin Williams. Uh, I would also like to hear your thoughts on their video for the song The Writing on the Wall. Thanks for all you do, Albert. Uh, well, Albert, I'm going to check all that stuff out. And I had no idea Bruce yeah. Dickinson had a, a tongue cancer thing. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. We we covered Iron Maiden on Soundography and um, and talked about that and listened to their whole catalog. I became more of an Iron Maiden fan than I was before. Mm-hmm. 
There's uh, stuff from to, doing stuff that to, episode. There's stuff to like and, there. I mean, it's not just Eddie the Beast and that cool artwork, which was all I cared about when I was younger. But um, right. But the music's, you know, there's some stuff there. It's cool. There is for sure. I um, saw this in the notes yesterday, so I decided before the show I'd check out the the writing on the wall. Um, as the or check out the video for it. Oh yeah, uh, it's cool. It's an animated video featuring. Um, it's like a you'll you'll like it because it's a Mad Max Fury Road style. Um, kind of remind me a lot of Heavy Metal the the movie, um, but it features a president who eh, might be influenced by a certain recent president of ours uh-huh. and a dictator from uh, North Korea who, I don't know, maybe looks a little bit like that one guy. Mm. Uh, kind of getting there just desserts. The, uh, you know, Eddie the... Uh, Eddie the Beast. The, the Beast comes in and kind of uh, fixes oh, some things. Oh, look at the style of this. Yeah, it's a very cool animated, animated it's, deal. Oh, you're right about the... This, the influence of um, the Mad Maxiness of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is right up my alley. I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Right. It's a long video. So, you know, tuck in a little, like eight minutes or nine minutes or something. Why isn't this a whole show that I can watch all the time on Netflix or something? Right. Yeah. Well, look at this. It's a whole there's... show that you can watch on uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. It really, you know, it really would fit as part of Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, man. It would totally. This is that style. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. my jam. All right. Uh, very cool recommendation. Thank you very much for all of those clarifications and ideas there, Albert. If you'd like to yeah. be like Albert, send your emails to the morning stream at gmail.com. Now, the news. Let's get to the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Joystick and Mouse. Uh, this is a, a show put together by our friends uh, Alex Albisu and Diddy and uh, uh, Tim, who was out yesterday for the show that we recorded, which comes out tomorrow. Mm. Um, brand new episode coming out tomorrow where we go over all of the new, the 19 trailers, uh, game trailers that um, Sony had in their big event last week. Uh Boy, Scott, I wonder if you could guess which which games I'm looking t- uh, forward to the most out of that whole list. Well, hmm. if I had to guess, they're both Insomniac titles, and they're both <laughs> uh, Marvel uh, tie-ins. And yeah, I'm I'm equally as excited. Actually, yeah. from that event, I came away most excited about the Wolverine potential. We don't yes. really know what that game is yet. At we all, don't know but, anything about it, but no. just knowing how well they did the Spider-Man stuff... Uh, Wolverine hopefully is going to be in that same Insomniac does not make crappy games they don't know how to do that and so even their worst game is better than many people's best so whatever they do I'm I'm all in. Did you notice in that trailer the little uh, Hulk 181 reference in there? Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't. I missed it. So in the background, it's that busy bar, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And you don't really see his face. Trashed. But the trashed bar, yeah. If you look past him, there's a license plate that says HLK 181 on it. That's and, uh, cool. Which, of Pretty course, cool. you know, everyone knows uh, yeah. Wolverine showed up in issue 181 of the Hulk. So anyway, I don't think it means maybe. the Hulk's going to be in this game. And maybe he will. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, do you have that issue? Oh, you bastard. That's right. Are you referring to this issue right here? That's the one. uh... Yep. That's the one. How mint is that? Have we talked about this? We probably have. It's not not very mint, unfortunately. It's um, overall, I would say it's in very good condition. That's awesome. Except for one problem. Mm. Uh, Whoever owned this before me cut out the Marvel value stamp out of the letters page. Lame. Now, it's a non-artwork page, right? So yeah. the back of it just has an ad for Hostess Fruit Pies or something. Yeah. But um, 
so it's so all of the Hulk and Wolverine pages perfectly fine, but that one page has that little cutout on it, and uh, it's wow. like oh, I could pay the seventy five bucks to get this thing CGC graded, but I don't know, I don't know what that cutout would do to the value of it. What's cover price on there? Is it under a buck? What's the? It's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five cents. Jeez. Look at that. I saw your tweet right before the show about yeah, twelve cent. The comics. twelve cent yeah. comics, and then now twenty five, and then now we're what five bucks average for issue insane how much they've got oh i just spilled coffee all over my hulk 181 oh, oh darn. shoot well good thing it went through the big hole someone cut out of it <laughs> Dude, right just passed right through that hole and yeah. everything's fine no issues all right uh here's a story for you brian let me let me regale right. you with this news story this is breaking news not really um a spanish bishop has resigned oh did we make the point that you were on you guessed it on joystick and mouse did we make that point you were on there last night that oh you're on we, that i episode. think we did uh, i don't think you mentioned that part out, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the special guest on that well i'm the guest i don't know about special but i'm the guest on tomorrow's episode so we recorded it last night you could have seen it live but now you gotta wait for the show uh joystick and mouse uh alex albisu's uh podcast on the Incast media network did you go did check you, it out how did you get past his voice and stuff though did you get was that hard or I had to drink a oh. lot before the show just so that I wouldn't keep bringing it up. I'm like, oh my God, this voice. It's hard, right? You almost have to hum to yourself, kind of mute it. <laughs> just kidding, Alex. You're the best. We yes, think you're great. We love you, Alex. He's in the chat. Second place. Yeah, you runner up, you. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best damn runner up, second placer we ever had. All right. Uh, Spanish bishop, a Spanish bishop. That means a dude. Spanish bishop. Dude in Spain. That means that, uh, that instead of he uses a. Uh, a stiletto when he plays Mubbledy Peg on the alien's uh, ship instead of a uh, Bowie knife. That is 100% correct. Well done. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep cut. It's a very deep, deep cut. Holy crap. Uh, Spanish Bishop has resigned to pursue his relationship with a satanic-tinged erotic fiction author. <laughs> oh, all right. I like the story. Uh, satanic-tinged <laughs> erotic fiction author. Okay. Yep. Uh, Professor Xavier Novell. Uh, <laughs> They make, uh, what do they used to make? Novell. What did Novell make? Oh, Novell. Uh, they were here in Utah. I don't know why I can't think of Yeah, was it, uh, were they Rockets? Uh, no. Like, software, no, that's Novell or something like so, that. Uh, software, and it was like. Network operating system, right. Yes, right. Novell Networks. Yeah, yes. and Novell, what was the thing called that was like their big communicate servery shit? And it was right, their CEO, he left and went and did Android. Gosh dang it. I can't oh, think of it. Going? Netflix. Netflix. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Novell. It's like Novell Netware. That's it. Netware. Netware. Yes. Damn. Right. All right. Word perfect era stuff, man. Yeah. Anyway. Tom would have had that in five seconds. Oh, yeah. He had it behind him probably <laughs> in a box for all we know. Anyway, he says yeah. uh, this dude's got a hell of a resume, says this article. Um uh, in the Catholic Church, according to the BBC, became Spain's youngest bishop in 2010, 41 years old. He's also an exorcist and such a big fan of the conversion therapy uh, process, uh, an opponent of abortion, euthanasia, and gay marriage that he was considered extreme even by the church's own standards. Now, because he wanted his rap sheet to be a little more colorful, uh, he has left all that behind to pursue a relationship with a psychologist and author of the book, Satanic, or no, a, a author of a satanic-tinged erotic fiction book, Silvia Cabolior. <laughs> uh, they, let's see. He was, uh, let's see. He initially attributed to personal reasons for his uh, uh, resignation. It came as a surprise last month. Uh, let's see. Followed by him meeting several times with Vatican officials as well as the Pope himself. 
What if they did it in a little car with the glass around it? You know? Oh, I bet. Yeah, right. The little uh, Papamatic Trouble Pump Mobile. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, let's see. In the blurb of one of her works, um, oh, I should say this is a lady. He's saying, not a not a dude. It's a lady. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, Sylvia Caballon. Yeah, just in case someone was looking for it to be a little more spicy than it is, it's just it's just a lady. <laughs> in case in case the satanic tinged erotic fiction isn't salacious yeah, enough, if that's not enough. Uh, yeah. The reader and her books are promised, quote, a journey into sadism, madness, and lust, and a struggle between good and evil. God and Satan with a plot to shake one's values and religious beliefs, unquote. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, anyway, I like the story. Can't wait to read that. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a page turner, Brian. Yeah. You won't be able to stop. You'll be up all night. <laughs> uh, here's a story about, uh, speaking of flights... We were talking about flights uh-huh. a little bit. Not uh-huh. much. More yesterday. But anyway, a woman missed her flight and then falsely claimed a bomb was on that plane at a Florida airport, according to so the sheriff. So they would come back so that she could get on the plane? I don't know if she was just like <laughs> mad. And so she was like, man, there's a bomb on there anyway. Well, let's yeah. find out. This 46-year-old woman, aren't they always, was arrested on Monday uh, night in Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport and charged with falsely reporting a bomb, explosive or weapon of mass destruction according to Broward Sheriff's Office News release. I didn't know that was the thing you could do. You could sure. report a weapon. Of, you could report falsely well, report a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, it's a, it's a charge that kind of encompasses all those, right? If you, if you falsely report a bomb on a plane, it falls under the jurisdiction of bomb, explosive, or weapon of mass destruction. In theory, could... Could uh, <laughs> could you could uh, W also have gotten the same charge? Yeah, if, it, if you falsely claim a weapon of mass destruction and you don't find one, is that a? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I realize that you know presidents are in a high. You just office. won't get fooled again. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'll catch that shoe if you throw it at me. Throw me a shoe. I'll catch it. <laughs> he was a hell of a shoe catcher. That guy. He was. Yeah. Say well, what you want. Wherever you land. I don't think on he his... caught him. I think he just he just dodged him. He didn't catch him. Oh, that's right. He just dodged out of the way. That's yeah. Right. If you would have caught it and thrown it back, oh, oh man. man, we would have figured out a way to reelect him a third time. Heck yeah, <laughs> he'd, he'd be in there now, man. That'd be cool. Uh, they get rid like, of the- I can't like reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being blown away by that video. Yeah, because it was two shoes, right? Like it the was. Guy got the one had, like and- first one shoe, and then he's like looking, and then the next shoe comes, and he dodges the other direction. Yeah, yeah. that was great. I love that. Um, right. Who throws a shoe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here's the deal. Um, uh, the airline employees told responding uh, deputies that the woman had stated the bomb was in her check-in luggage and it was aboard the plane, the plane that she missed. Uh, so she said it was in her own luggage? Yeah, it was in her own stuff like she did it. <laughs> uh, she made the claims after workers told her she and her party had arrived too late to board the plane. So this is her revenge, I guess. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing there's alcohol involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. Copious amounts of it. Uh, the plane was already taxiing on the runway, but it had not taken off, and it was rerouted. Passengers were evacuated. The plane was searched. No explosives found. She's in huge trouble. So yeah, she she really thought this this plan through, right? Like, yeah. oh, missed the flight. I'll just tell them that my bag had a bomb in it, and we'll all just laugh about it, and I'll get on the plane when it comes back. Honestly, I don't know what you're thinking. Like, if I'm yeah. that lady, what are what is she thinking? Right. Yeah, what benefit is this? Because if she, in her head she's thinking she's mad, so I understand she's in a bit of a like well, you guys suck kind of mode. Yeah, sour grapes sure. kind of situation. But sure. then to say there's a bomb in my bag and it's already on the plane, like that's gonna right. help get them. Right. And 
Like, okay, you win. We'll pull the plane back so you can you can get on it. Yeah, that's just about the dumbest, weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh, awesome. Chat room's still talking about Novell. Novell uh, really they got dis- they they got eaten by competition from Microsoft at the in the end of the day. Like network stuff just they couldn't hold hold the line. I don't know what they do now. There's still the Novell building over there. I don't know what they do. Hmm. Something going on. But people they make people, quality footwear. Yeah. I had to I had to look at the site because I wanted to see the mugshot of this woman, and she I was really expecting somebody to look a little methier. Yeah, she, she doesn't she look just, as no. methy as I was expecting. No, she just looks miffed. You know, I guess she's a Chicago woman, not a Florida woman. She just happened to uh, happen oh. to be in Florida. <laughs> which uh, yeah. the windy, the big shoulders, the windy city. That's right. Let's see. Oh, hey, can I? Speaking of Chicago, can I just rave about something real yeah, quick? Go ahead. So uh, I hear it's a hell of a town. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a it's a heck of a town. Yeah, yeah. It's a toddling town. Yeah. Uh, so you know our our friend friend of the show Barry Folk who watched our house while we were gone uh, sent me as as we talked about at the end of the show yesterday a box of Illuminati's pizzas. Oh uh, right, you gotta say it fast like it's the Illuminati, mm-hmm. but Illuminati's pizzas that uh, UPS had de- uh, delayed the delivery of by two days and it didn't get, you know, it wasn't cold. So I opened up the box. They were cool. The pizzas were cool. They were in a styrofoam container and there was a bag that at one point had dry ice in it. Yeah. Didn't anymore. Yeah. I got on the phone to uh, Taste of Chicago or tasteofchicago.com and maybe was on the, like basically I said, hi, I got this uh um, you know, this box of friend of mine bought me some pizzas and uh, they UPS delayed the delivery, didn't get here in time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she says, no problem. Give me the code that's on the top of the uh, uh, the label on the box. I gave her this code. She says, not a problem. Um, the four flavors he picked out for you were this. Do you want to change those? I'm like, oh, no, keep them those same, same four flavors. Great. A new box is on its way to you. Like 30 seconds I was on the phone and they had a new box I didn't have to go through eight customer service people. Hmm. I didn't have to take a photo and show them or anything like that. Like within 30 seconds, a new box on its way. They probably have some kind of insurance, right? Like a. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they put that. They Yeah. So they'll report it to UPS and say, yeah. you did it again to us. Yeah. How much of a, I mean, like you said, you had to throw the other stuff away. Was it a lot? Was it like a, you know, garbage bag, can full of stuff or how much pizza was that? Oh, that was for, it was for, um, it was four Irish, uh, <laughs> Irish roundabout size pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> you have this, no, you have about this the size, size comparison. I love it. That's amazing. Right, yeah. uh, bigger than a personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut, but only only by a little bit bigger than that. And four of them stacked, and they're deep dish, so they're you know three inches thick. So they all fit in a single garbage bag, which I gave them their own garbage bag, tied it because. They're going to sit in there for a few days before the trash picks them up. So they're like the ones that uh, Barry you got the Ann same and Bobby, ones, I think. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. Barry sent you uh, Barry. a couple years ago. Yeah, those are those Barry. are about this. You're right. They're about they're like personal pan pizzas, but bonus, a little like bit a bigger. Little yeah, 20%. and uh, the sausage one is an entire disc of sausage hidden it's under so the cheese. Good, gosh, dang <laughs> it! it. Really is. It's something you really ought not eat, but man, if it's in front of me and it's out the yeah. oven, I'm eating it. I'm freaking yeah, yeah. eating it. I mean, you know, if I'm Listen, if I'm uh, if I'm trying to keep a list of like healthy things for me to eat all week, that's not on that <laughs> list. But I'd still eat it. Holy crap! Heck baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to eat the whole thing, right? You just you know have a slice and a salad. Yeah, eh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. 
Uh, all right, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Justin Robert Youngman will be here. He's gonna try to help us make sense of this recall election in California, which is today. Mm. Yeah, um, the the voting was yesterday, and the results come out today. Oh, is, that is the it deal? results today? Oh, I guess so. Tuesday would have been right. I think so. Yeah. So we should know today the the recall status. I wonder if we know yet. We may not know yet. Probably don't. I don't know. That stuff takes time. Let's see. Let me just check real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, newsroom tight race. Um, uh, oh, sex services voting today. I thought it was yesterday. The election I did too. Okay. isn't it always Tuesdays. I thought it's always Tuesdays. I thought so too. But I I could have sworn on Lester Holt yesterday. They were talking about uh... Lester Holt. <laughs> I like Lester Holt, except his his lips are missing. They're nowhere to be found. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't move there much when he talks. No, nope. his lips are gone and he barely moves. But I like him. Um, all right, <clears throat> that's uh, that'll that'll. No, we're that's we're what saying we'll do. that it is Tuesday, and those things usually occur on Tuesdays. That's why I was surprised that it was happening yesterday. Oh wait, oh today is Tuesday. Yes. Oh, you okay? So they were responding to something you said that I yeah, missed. Yeah, I think I thought in my head it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's not Wednesday. It's Tuesday today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You're right. I'm just being dumb about time. All right. Jerry will be here. That's the point. Yeah. He and, can tell us what day of the week it is. So yeah. start with that. Yeah. We'll figure Hello, it out. Hello, friends. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and there's going to gonna, there, there's gonna. I have some questions about how, <laughs> how, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I got. A, I have questions. That's what I have. And I'll ask okay. him All when right. he gets here. Ask him about the burrito, says Claire. Is there some story about a burrito I want to know about? Oh, the oh, burrito, the burrito last from time. last week. The, uh, right. Yeah, the Oakland uh, big burrito, fifteen-inch burritos. Yeah, we'll ask him. We'll, we'll bring that up. All right, uh, let's. Before we do any of that, though, we got to do some music. Do you have some of that there? Yeah, I do. This one actually uh, got recommended by a buddy of mine, Phil Keating, who um, who does the botched uh, tabletop game D and D podcast. He's a really good, really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recommended this one to me. He's a friend of the band, a band called Gozer. Uh, oh. Are they the keymaster or the uh, keeper, lock right? picker? What was the, the lock picker? <laughs> What's the other? The keymaster, keymaster, or the, and the gate, a gatekeeper, right? Gatekeeper. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I need to. I apparently need to watch uh, Ghostbusters again because I've <laughs> forgotten that. Uh, anyway, it's a five-piece rock stoner rock band from Albany, New York, that draws influence from uh, classic bands like uh, The Sword, Queens of the Stone Age, Black Sabbath. I can totally hear that. They formed in 2019. And um, these guys are fantastic. Uh, this is uh, from their album, from their self-titled album, their brand new release this year. Oh. This is Gozer and the song My Design.
any silly prejudice against computers. I like them. Look what's come. He's an android. The morning stream. I got a middle finger. <laughs> that's such a weird one. Uh, hey, that song again was... That song again is My Design by the band Gozer. 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 And for the record, my Justin Robert Young and my Stanley impersonations are totally different. Night and day. Night and day difference. Totally different, you guys. Quit trying to say they're the same. (laughs) Stanley would say, hello, friends. But But my jury says, hello, friends. There you go. See? See? Like night and day. Yeah, we know the difference. And the difference is clear. All right, sit back and enjoy, everybody. We're bringing a guy in. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Me too. It's Justin Robert Young joining us from his lovely studios down in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, Joining us today to talk a little bit about the political landscape we are all faced with. Not really. We're going to talk about California, but Justin, it's good to have you here. How are you? What's going on? Talking about being terrible with names. I went to a high school reunion last week. Oh, how'd that That go? What? Yeah, that was a rough one. Oh boy, do I really? not gain a lot of names from high school. Yeah, <laughs> what what year was it? Like how many years since uh, twenty year high school reunion? Twenty year reunion. Okay. Oh my what? lord! South Plantation High School. Big shout out. Yeah, I mean, Very I guess cool. we would have just had our thirty and seventeen. Jeez, we're old. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't like yeah. thinking about that. But but what, what did you see people and go, oh my gosh, look at him. I thought he was going to be a uh, high roller Joe. And and nope, he's uh, lives in a trash can down by the river. What's the, no, what, I, uh, yeah, uh, you didn't show up unless you were in pretty good shape and have a good <laughs> if you were and, and probably under underachieving. You just kind of stayed your ass at home. Okay. Right. That's totally it. What when people asked you what you're doing now? What was your description? Did you say audio producer? Did you say podcaster? Did you say streamer? Yeah, it was uh, it, it, it's gaining recognition. Enough people were mm-hmm. like oh, podcast. Like I like a podcast. Like, like that Zach Braff show. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I do a thing, and they go, and basically, 
now I, I've I've had enough that it's like, oh, I do a politics show, and then really the conversation almost immediately becomes whether or not I am I am in their their tribe of politics people. Oh I yeah, say, no, I just I try to predict who's winning and who's not, and and they're like, oh, that's boring. That's almost worse because then because that's just it leads immediately to that next thing, which is. Oh, you, you, which, which side you fight, you know, you pro, whatever, you know, like you have to, now you yeah. got to go there. I wouldn't want to go. Yeah. There. But you know, I, I don't know. I like talking about the issues. So, and, and the news of the day. So I, I pretty much just start going into everybody gets their own private version of this segment. Yeah. Basically. You just right. go Jill Stein all the, all the time. That's I'm all about Jill Stein. You say <laughs> I'm all the time. Yeah, Jill Stein all the time. That's right. Uh, well, all right. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, political things. The chat room is going to blow a gasket if we don't start Oh, with all the right. We'll start with the burrito. So, okay. A week ago or two weeks ago, not even that, week and a half ago, whatever it was, um, on the show, a story came up about a 15-inch. Oh, by the way, you mean the week where you had like a billion guest hosts and I wasn't asked to be a guest yeah, host? Yeah, where you were. Where, where, <laughs> oh, I actually yeah. have a story about that. For anyone who is usually my call or I would call and say, hey, will you want a guest host with me? All of those guest hosts came to me and said, with one exception, said, can I please be on the show? Can I please be on the show? So I said, yes, that'd be great. Let's have you on. Uh, here, you take this great take, you take this control, take. Scott, <laughs> 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 they were all I good. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles said, hey, anybody want to be a quarterback yeah, this week? Yeah, quarterback? I don't know. Just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was weird. I, uh, you're, you're on the list. You're always on the list. But, uh, right. we'll, oh, no, I really felt like it when yeah. just the parade of guest hosts was showing up last week. Yeah. I felt really valued yeah. as part and, of and, the and you might say, oh, well, that's just they're all getting their shot. But then you see you hear that Kim got it twice and you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. Now now I'm starting to feel like maybe he could have called me. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. Kim, Kim, I feel like would just, you know, like if, if, if you could have Kim just do the show, you would you would you would. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, who knows? If, this, if if Brian wasn't to come home from Ireland, let's say something weird happened. I don't know what I'd do, but uh, yeah, she'd, she'd be, be the, the skim, easy fallback. Oh, no, I'm saying you just wouldn't be on. Like, if you could just, like, oh. continue to... <laughs> Kim, can you just do it again this week? Yeah, I she'll feel just like do it. Good. Yeah, have her do it. Talk to Brian, and it's all good. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. so all right. So there's this story of 15-inch burritos that is like... Uh, it's but it's Oakland, so you've been away for a bit. So I don't know how much you've retained or lost since you've moved. But there was this story about these mysterious 15-inch burritos that you could get only in Oakland, and they were trying to track down the source of it. And there was all this talk in this article about these 15-inch burritos, and everybody wanted to know: Did Justin ever experience one? Know of one? Know what the heck we're talking about? Is it an Oakland thing, or is this like an aberration? Like what the heck is this? Uh, I have never had a 15 inch burrito. Yeah. Uh, I was not aware that 15 inch burritos existed until you brought it up now. But what I will say is that especially through the pandemic, you had a lot of, of ghost kitchens basically. So mm. like a, a place that, uh, there was like, like a, a new mommy burger by us that like on the apps was four different restaurants. Oh my right. gosh. Right. Restaurant, a sushi restaurant, the umami burger, and then uh, wings or chicken somethings like chicken fingers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it does not surprise me that in an effort to kind of differentiate themselves, maybe on the apps or, or something like that, somebody decided that they were going to be the 15 inch burrito people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, maybe it sprung out of that. 
that, that, that's my guess having literally no idea uh, except while we were waiting uh people kept screaming about the 15 inch burrito in oakland and I, I i i know that there is no like famous place right that, like you know if, if, if people were coming to visit while i was still there i'd be like you gotta go to the 15 inch burrito <laughs> right <laughs> it, it, it's not like that uh, okay. uh but if i were to guess i would say it's probably the product of some mexican restaurant that is operating either as themselves or as a ghost yeah. kitchen out of a burger kitchen or something yeah yeah, yeah. ghost Same kitchens way. that's Here a f- i've never heard the term ghost kitchen or the concept of that that's fascinating to me like i mean that- you might have ordered it i mean i don't know how much you are in the in the uber eats or or postmates lifestyle but certainly uh if you are ordering from those apps and especially during the pandemic that was just the way that you could kind of at least pay somebody or at least pay your friend is, you know, it it takes a lot of money to operate at half capacity. And that's in in many ways for restaurants, kind of a death sentence because you have to bring on X amount of people to run the front of the house for any number of people. And if you were capped at that, then there was only so much money you could make. Yeah. Uh, But if you just got one or two cooks, you can take these kind of, uh, uh, these kind of orders and, if you're running three restaurants, quote unquote, out of one kitchen, now theoretically you could triple your business. That's mm-hmm. interesting. It does make me, we yeah. did a lot of uh, DoorDash during that time. And it makes me wonder if we ever got like a, a burger <laughs> that a guy at a pizza place made. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. now I wonder. Yeah, there was a wings, there was a, 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 some wings place that we knew hadn't opened up a, a restaurant here, but was like, oh, 15 minute delivery. It's like, well, where the heck could they be? And it was one of those, like a pop-up wings place yeah, in another. Everything for wings specifically, all you really got to do is buy wings in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> right. Make a bowl of sauce. Yeah. <laughs> fryer, like for fries or calamari yep. or anything else. So if you're already running a deep fryer, you might as well toss some wings in there as well, and then you toss it in Frank's Red Hot, get it out the door. See, these Easy. are the document; these are the pandemic documentaries I'm waiting for. Not the I don't care about the <laughs> I don't want to talk about the how yeah. the vaccine came to be and where they rushed it and how the got approved and the government and all. I don't want any of that. I want like behind the scenes, weird mm-hmm. on the ground stories about just that weird six to eight to ten months period where everybody was scrambling to figure out what the crap to do. That's what I want. That's the that's the series. Ken Burns, get on it and uh, let us know how that goes. Probably won't be Ken Burns, but it'd be fun if you funny if it was. And it would start with this. Whoops. See here we go. <laughs> My dearest burrito, you're 15 inches. All right. Uh, uh, let's get to this California recall uh, business here. Uh, today's the day. This is voting day, although pre-voting's been happening, I guess, for however long California allows that. It's a mail-in ballot to everybody, whether or not you are marked uh, as being a mail-in ballot voter. Mm. Uh, so so that is uh, a difference in, in California, which by and large has been a heavy mail-in ballot voting a state like I always wound up getting a mail-in ballot when I live there, even though I'm a nerd who likes to go to a polling place and 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 kind of have that ceremonial element to it. Yeah. But uh, everybody got a ballot. You've had fairly high turn-in so far. Obviously, that's very hard to kind of uh, uh, compare it to anything since it is a special election and something that has not happened since uh, 2003. So uh, it so far so good for Gavin Newsom in terms of the amount of ballots that have come in. But of course, election day is election day. So the only thing I've really heard about it in the last couple of days was that, um, 
it seems to be a bit of a playbook thing, but it seems like Larry Elder is already claiming that there's kind of conceding, not conceding, but maybe saying that Newsom is staying, but it's because there's fraud or whatever. Uh, Funny stories, you know, evolve. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Like, because, because, like, like that is your. So here's what happened uh, on Larry Elder's site. There is, or I don't even know if it it is Larry Elder's site because this only popped up today. There is a group that apparently has funding from Larry Elder's campaign. Okay. And these packs are, or or these kinds of groups can be a little hard to track down exactly where the money's coming in. But on the site, there is a button that says report fraud here. And that link goes to a site that is seemingly talking about you know, basically tomorrow (laughs) saying like, well, Gavin Newsom's still governor, but it's because fraud was, Oh, this is like the, this is like, um, I don't know. The Patriots having two shirts made. (laughs) One of them says we're the, (laughs) we're the winner. And the other one says, ah, we did good. We were there, but we didn't win. That's that's what that sounds like to me. That's a weird, that's weird, right? That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and let me plead ignorance on this because I have not done, all of my research into this particular thing. Cause I've been writing and recording the episode about the actual election. Uh, the, what I don't know is exactly what this website's group is because it very quickly becomes Larry elder officially said, mm. um, and, and that's, that's where things tend to get like a little conflated when it's like whether or not. All right. So is it, if it's not his official website, which is what is my understanding is, and it's a outside group that is supporting him, then what is the culpability directly to the candidate for that group? And and that is something that right now I I don't know. Let me just make very clear that I've not looked. Right. The the thing I saw was it was some video clip of him talking and a reporter asked him if if tomorrow the results are in favor of, of Newsom, will you concede? And he and he he said he didn't he he couldn't commit to it right now or something like that. So it was one of those things of like, no, will you accept the election yeah. results? And he was like, well, I don't, don't know. know how close it's gonna be. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, right. And then and maybe that's all he means. Uh and so, you know Well, and also there's no recourse for him. Like <laughs> he could he could say he he lost illegitimately on his radio show till the end of time, and he might, but yeah. it's like that matter well it matters in that they i mean are, is there recourse could you say there has to be recounts till whenever in, ad infinitum like i don't know how that stuff works in california i don't know what their laws are like i don't know there might be a recount provision if it's um very very close mm. but i don't think that otherwise you just you can't just loudly declare recall and then everybody has to count the ballots again yeah mm-hmm. um okay well so at this stage does it is is Newsom ahead with the no recall vote or what's the you know where we're According at? To the polling, look, the polling was very very close at the end of September or at the end of uh, August. Well, on August thirtieth, the Real Clear Politics average was uh, recall was was yes on recall by two percent. Uh, as of yesterday, it was no on recall by fifteen point two percent. So that is a pretty 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 big swing. The Democrats have certainly woken up, at least in terms of the polling. Uh, Gavin Newsom at this point looks safe. 
He had a tremendous ad advantage, especially down the stretch. He had big guns come in and campaign for him, up to and including home state girl Kamala Harris, current vice president, and of course, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who came out and campaigned for him a couple of days ago. He, I think, has benefited a lot from Larry Elder breaking out of the pack and becoming the the number one person that Newsom could kind of train his his fire on. Mm. In fact, Joe Biden came out and during his campaign, uh, you know, explicitly uh, tied Larry Elder to Trump, saying that he was a Trump clone. So that's really what Gavin Newsom's strategy has been this entire time is to brand this as a Republican specific recall, um, which is slightly rich considering there's so many, there's such a tremendous democratic advantage, voter registration advantage. Uh, you, you wouldn't really be able to muster a recall effort unless Democrats were also mad at you. Uh, but nobody has really been able to, to break through that. And, mm. and even Larry Elder, who has by the polling broken out of the rest of the pack, he is the most charismatic. And I'm going to say the things that nobody else wants to say, which runs right into the caricature of the fact that Donald Trump is puppeteering a recall attempt from, you know, beyond the political grave. Sure. So did that Rose McGowan business push the needle in any, any direction or another? She was, that was supposed to be a big deal for, for Larry Elder. Do you know if that made a difference? I don't know if a celebrity no. makes a difference or not. Do they ever make a difference? Or I don't she... even know what the hell you're talking oh, about. So, <laughs> you know, machine gun leg, what's her name? Um, from, uh, no, I don't know who Rose McGowan is. Yeah. So she what? came, she came out and did like a, Larry Elder? She, yeah, she came out to a big presser event thing and and pushed for Elder or whatever and and I remember it was or when I when I saw it I thought, "Oh, that's okay. Well, now we got now we got all these, you know, potential celebrities involved and I wondered who the other side was going to drag out." And then I remembered the Met Gala was happening and then I went and laughed at those people for an hour. So, I lost track of it. Uh, is what I'm saying. I don't know really what happened with it, but well, that that puts you ahead of me, who never found it. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't particularly think that Rose McGowan moved the political needle uh, much. Although, uh, if she had come out with a machine gun on her leg, then, going to win yeah. against Gavin Newsom, yeah, you had to make this a post-party issue. Yeah. There's not enough Republicans in California to win on saying I'm going to bring Republican values to California. There just ain't enough of them. It is a tremendous voter registration advantage for the Democrats. And so Gavin Newsom should win this handily. In fact, if it is in any way close, it really is an indictment, considering the fact that, again, no Democrat should really ever lose, especially one that's very, very rich and well-connected like Gavin Newsom is. Uh, the, the question largely will be after this is strategically – what could an opposition candidate have done to tie the frustrations that a lot of California residents have to Gavin Newsom without this being or or to neuter the idea that this is some Donald Trump uh, engineered plot? Yeah. Right. Because Gavin Newsom is very much painting himself as a totally, uh, uh, you know, it's not like he's saying, hey, it's been a little rough, guys. He's saying like, oh, my God. This is this is the worst thing ever. Look, they're they're trying to like this is basically a coup uh, that, that 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 Donald Trump personally is trying to do in California, yeah. and so far has been able to uh, uh, make that work for him. Which means to me that there was no opposition candidate that was able to paint a narrative that was sim more sympathetic to an average California voter, despite the fact that there are things be via polling that people are upset about in California. So are there? 
so when today will you know? When's when's the when's polls close? I guess we won't know because it's always counting, right? That's is that we true? We won't know for sure, for sure, if there is a substantial like you know a fifteen percent lead and mm-hmm. like basically. N- Yes on recall is not going to win via mail-in ballots because that has by and large been heavily Democratic voters. So if yes on recall is a little bit ahead by tonight, then it probably loses. If no on recall is ahead after all the election day stuff is counted – then almost certainly Gavin Newsom is safe. The only situation that would really be a sweated out is if yes on recall was ahead by like eight points by the end of tonight. And then we see that whittle away, whittle away, whittle away by mail-in ballots being counted. All right. So if he stays in or if he leaves, the person taking over his term would end in 2023. His term ends in 2023. And and just one reminder for people who have been following this very, very closely. The California recall is a two-question ballot. Question one, should Gavin Newsom be recalled or not? Yes or no? And then the second is who should replace him if yes. Yeah. Gavin Newsom is officially telling all of his supporters vote no and leave the second one blank. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But should yes win, should that get even a simple majority? So Gavin Newsom could get 49.9% of the vote and yes could get 50.1% of the vote. He's gone. And then at that point, the person who is highest on the who should replace him whether or not it's a majority is the governor for the next year and change how would you feel if everybody put in that line gloria young then how would you feel (laughs) what do you think Uh, about that because then she would literally take over and be the governor for a year and a half or whatever that would be challenging since she's not a resident of california (laughs) Uh, you know so she would she would have some she would have some residency questions that would be that would be brought up she'd have to do creative uh some 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 creative accounting to show that she never moved from san diego in (laughs) she still has my vote uh, she has my vote no matter what so that 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 would be that would be a a a question the one candidate that i was really really impressed with was a a youtuber who we actually interviewed on the politics 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 podcast called uh meet kevin paffraff meet kevin is his name on youtube paffraff is his actual legal name uh, he has been polling by Real Clear Politics average a second behind Larry Elder. He is a a Democrat that is running a very critical campaign against uh, Gavin Newsom, but not unlike you or me, just a guy on the internet with a fan base who decided to uh, uh, run in this race and has gotten uh, statewide and, and national attention in outpacing the likes of actual career politicians that are are sitting in either the California state Senate uh, or have run major cities before and Caitlyn Jenner, whose candidate candidacy was a total and complete joke. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere. And right. that's probably OK. She went somewhere. She went to Australia to film a reality television <laughs> competition. She went on Australia's huh. Big Brother show. So it's almost yeah, it's almost like she never intended actually to, to take any of this seriously. And it was all just sort of a. She got fleeced by a couple of different uh, campaign people that that uh, gassed her up and said she was going to be the next governor and then just kind of left with the money. Well, uh, 
That's what you get. Uh, high stakes politics, baby. Don't get in there if you don't want to be in there. Uh, hey, uh, Justin, uh, you may as well let people know where they can find some of this coverage because, you know, there's going to be plenty of it this week. Where should people go? What should they look for? Two part episode on the recall for PX3 today. Uh, you can uh, go ahead on over and, and follow Politics, Politics, Politics on the uh, podcatcher of your choice. Uh, but the episode will be part one that'll come out uh, around mid-afternoon today and then after great night. So I may or may not be drunk while I record part two. <laughs> we will have uh, the results are that are available uh, a little bit later this evening. Meanwhile, uh, on the, the PX3 feed, we are doing PX free. Whoa. This, all the content that's usually behind the paywall for folks who support us at Take Politics Seriously is in the main feed this week. So already in the feed is our Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition, where I break down the trends and highlights of all the Sunday shows that happen, like Meet the Press and Face the Nation and all that. Uh, and then Thursday, there will be a bonus episode as well. So in the free feed this week, there will be one, two, three, four, five episodes for you, the discerning listener. Wow. That is a cacophony of content none of you knew was there. And yet, here it is. So get it. Get on it. Justin R. Young on Twitter if you want to poke him there. We'll see you next time. Oh, I got to play your damn thing. Hold on. The jury will now retire. Bye now. All right. He's gone Very now. Cool. That's the end of that. You know, if we, if we ever wanted to do that same thing for uh, TMS, we could call it Free MS. Free MS. Free MS for a week, and we we give everybody uh Brian, that's brilliant. Uh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, we do, uh, what would that be, like the PM edition for free that week? Or right, something? we give them the PM edition and the before and after show stuff. And uh, Oh, yeah, we should do a free MS. That's a great idea. MS. Why not? Yeah. All right, we're doing that. That's We're stealing that idea, and we're not giving him any credit for it. <laughs> that's right. Because exactly. you said it. It was your idea, so Brian yeah. wins, everyone. Send your, send your uh, cease and desist emails to uh, Brian at Coverville. That's right, baby. All right, we're done. We're out. We're finished. I uh, want to thank everybody for being here and for supporting us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, you guys are awesome, and uh, we just uh, thank the world of you. Uh, and here's the thing. If you want cool artwork, uh, I'm about to submit that today, in fact. Uh, for the month you gotta sign up over there if you want pre and post show content every day when we finish the show that's another way you can get it and the main feed does not get that Uh, all sorts of rad stuff so if you are available and uh, willing uh, to uh, head over there and do that that'd be great Uh, I want to think a quick name here Uh, let's see joining us all the way back in August, let's see, August 14th, 20, or no, I'm sorry, these are the wrong dates. This is join date, I want join date descending. Here we go. All the way back on February 6th of 2014, Gordon Williamson uh, became a grade A supporter. I want to thank him. And then Doug Clemen, who joined on the uh, 6th of that, or that same day, looks like. Uh, he is also a grade A supporter. Thanks, or, Doug. He's a grade A plus supporter, in fact. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's an that's an even higher one. How about Frederick Peterson, who's hit the deal me in level? Uh, he's been around and still is with us since February 7th nice. of 2014. You guys are amazing. And if you want to be like those people, uh, sign up. That's patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, it's frogpants.com slash TMS. And now we will play music Brian has brought. Yes. Uh, this one's going out to Yavang in the chat room. Uh, Troy, in real life. Troy is a, a winemaker who uh, sent me some awesome peach wine years ago. Mm. Uh, he says, hello, Scott, Brian, and my tadpool friends. Greetings from southeast Louisiana. 
this place is a living hell at the moment. He wrote this on the third, so a um, little over uh, a little under a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the heat index is 100 degrees, and we've been without power for a week now. It'll oh. probably be another week or two before it gets restored. The non-perishable food and water situation is not great. Gas is extremely difficult to find. After two failed attempts, my car is almost on empty, so I can't even leave town. We have a good community here. I know I won't starve or die of thirst, but it's pretty miserable, and it probably will be for a while longer. Mm. Thankfully, I've been able to charge my phone using a small solar panel. My gosh, the <laughs> the stuff you're having to go through. Yeah. Uh, listening to your podcast gives me a small semblance of normalcy. Brian, I'd like to request a song. Can you find a song that reminds us of cooler temperatures or maybe just something uplifting? Thank you. P.S. It's a little like Mad Max Fury Road down here. Maybe Scott would like to come for a visit, bring snacks and gas. Ha ha. Ha ha. I got family down there. I, you know, sure. Why not? Let's yeah, go. Mad Max go. Fury Road. Let's go. There you go. Um, man, uh, Troy, I hope things get better for you. I hope things have gotten better for you down there and I hope things continue to get better for you. I haven't kept up on how things are going. Been uh, been out of the loop, sadly. Um, but I wanted to play a cover that should hopefully uh, keep you cool. It is a song called Cool. It's a cover of the song by Gwen Stefani, which I think was a uh, description of a relationship with Gavin uh, Rossdale from Bush after oh. their break, how they're, mm-hmm. how they're still cool and they're still friends. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if that's the case, but mm-hmm. that's what the lyrics make me think. Mm-hmm. This cover is by Caitlin Tarver from her album, I'm sorry, from the single she released in 2019. And it's just got that cool, uh, no pun intended, uh, electronic sound with uh, reverb boat vocals that I really like. Here is Caitlin Tarver and her cover of Cool. Things get more comfortable 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ah, just in time to watch Stanley find our worm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.